I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Well, that shit is on. <laughs> Let me drop some shit like this here. At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on Welcome the Welcome back to Two my Chicks Whining. I'm Shaniqua. And I'm Nina. And today episode we are going to Spain. And as well, we have a guest in studio as well, Mr. Everett. Tolbert. We have Mr. El- <laughs> Everett Tolbert in the house. Um, Everett is a professional licensed counselor, and he's been serving for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. He specializes in crisis management and intervention. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You got it. I got it. <laughs> Um, Intervention. Well, he's going to explain that. Oh, okay. Because this is an alcohol podcast. I got you. He got it. He got it. See, she was ready to correct me. But that was right, right? Trying to cancel the whole show? I mean, kind of put me on the spot. You ready for the buzz? I'm just like, intervention. He specializes. Okay. I understand. Go ahead. In crisis management and intervention with those that's experiencing mental health challenges. Is that right, Everett? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. He is also an area site director with Georgia Health Professionals Georgia or Health, health Part- Partners. Partners. Right. And you have your own pri- private that's counseling. Tolbert counseling. There you go. Oh, okay. Nice. Good. So he has this extensive bio. I can't get into everything, but we'll <laughs> cover it, right? Right. So, yeah. So that's just a clue on what we're going to be talking about today. Mental health. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and red ones. And white ones. And rosé. And rosés. I do have a substance abuse background, but we're not going to go there today. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So that bus just went back over on you. I mean, in reverse. You see my head? My head kind of like went like. <laughs> okay. So. Let's I'll, be, go to Spain. I'll be handing out cards at the door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cards and numbers. <laughs> Got you. After podcast, cards and numbers. Cards and numbers. After yeah. podcast. I don't know if it's going to help me, but okay. <laughs> Wine is my therapy. Right. Hello. Wine and a little bit of something else sometimes. Anywho. Well, all righty so. then. We don't know what that something else is. We plan air- we find airplanes and roads and buses and everything. Okay, let's talk about some Campo Viejo. You better get it, girl. That's the es- Espanol expert. Campo well, Viejo. Some Rioja, which is um, Spanish red. Um, it's made from the Tempranillo grape. Have y'all had this before? Now, we've had yes. Campo Viejo um, Cava. Yep. But um, I don't think I ever had the red. So, we have a decanter. Thank you, Shaniqua. You're welcome. So, we are decantering this. And I know a lot of people always look at, like, you have to have expensive wine to be able to decanter, but that's not necessarily true. Right? That is yeah, not true. All wine needs to be. Oh. <laughs> so, actually, all four wines for this episode came from Habersham. Thank you, Jim, because he helped me pick out these four wines. The Campo Viejo actually was, how much was it? Uh, Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine, which is a good deal. And 
There's only one that was over our price point on this one, and that was the um, Aberino, but that's all right. Sometimes it's good. We still spent under 40 so we doing well right mm-hmm okay so let's try this campo viejo what's so fancy that's a fancy decanter i dude. know a, where do you get this from shaniqua like One a guess. world market <laughs> no no Amazon. Has time. that's right and how much the did new you pay world for market it? <laughs> it was um forty dollars forty okay that's that's a good um Good deal. No. Is it I full? Is so. it full? Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 Everett, do you like wine? I do like wine. You do? I do. Which one do you prefer? I, I prefer a sweet red wine. Okay. okay. Well, this is fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, these particular wines are. Oh, I'm sorry, Calvin. Um, what do you smell? I waste mine already. It's a <laughs> hole in my it's mouth. It's that good. <laughs> it, smell sweet. it smells sweet. So that's a real thing. People actually like smell the wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. What when you smell it? What did you smell? It's really sweet, fruity. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what these wines are known for: being sweet and fruity. Um. I smell a little woodsy smell to it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's has mm, it's dry. It doesn't smell like it tastes which I like. Yeah, it I does like not smell like it tastes. It tastes good or like Yeah. How do you like it ever? It's dry. It is a little dry. Yeah. Uh, but it does have a nice taste to it. The tannins in this is um medium. So it's not like heavily tan with heavily tannins in it. Did I say 12% or 13%? It's right there on the back. I'm looking at it right now. I just can't. It's 13.5%. Yeah, I thought so. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's heavy. I like that. Yeah. But you said you had this before, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we used to sell at some place where I worked. I just can't remember. I can't put my finger on it. But you taste the cherries and it's dry. How do you like it? Uh, wine expert. Uh, red I wine love it. Expert. I love it. It's good with some good. lamb. Oh, yes, it'll be perfect. I'll set it off, yeah. I don't want any lamb. I think I'm going to cook me some lamb tonight. (laughs) I should have had an extra bottle. I didn't know it was going to taste this good. (laughs) Ha ha. I know what to get you for Christmas. Nope. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I like that. Like a dry finish. Yeah. yeah. Very dry finish. Mm -hmm. Shanique was a big fan of red. I love red. You like and this? Make me do a shimmy. <laughs> so this one's good for you. Though. I like this. I would buy this. You would? Yeah, I would buy this. And you can find this at a grocery store as well. So don't think that, because I've seen this in a grocery store. I just never picked it up. Yeah. So don't ever think that, you know, this is something that you have to go to a liquor store to get. Because you can buy this in the package shop. And also, Everett, just, we chill a lot of the wines here. You probably would find this on a shelf, not chilled. Right. Probably still good chilled. I mean, not chilled though. Yeah, I chilled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we all do now. Yeah. Not I, the snob. I, did she changed my. <laughs> she changed my palate. <laughs> not the snob. What the snob say? That he likes us chilled. Can you believe that? 
Yeah, it's good. I like all my wine chill now, thanks to you, Nana. Yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Another storage place. <laughs> you put, put extra wine in the refrigerator. <laughs> I, I drink my room. That's how I like it. Okay. That's how I like it. So let's go to, do you want to try rosé or do you want to go to a white? Let's do rosé. Okay. So this one actually was $7.99 as well at Habersham. And Marque, Marquise de, I don't know how to say his last name. Caceres, Caceres, I don't know. <laughs> it's Spain. It's Spain. A date, cut. Let's see Let's do it. Cash, cash something. We don't know. <laughs> Nine is supposed to be the Spanish person. I'm the French. <laughs> whatever. Now it's whatever. She, it's just whatever. When she don't know the answer, that's what it is. No, I'm just Geechee. How about that? <laughs> I'm just Geechee. That's why we take pictures of it so you can see it. <laughs> Go to the Instagram. <laughs> you can see what it looks like. So, not enough room. We need a round table in here. Deal. <laughs> Amazon. Calvin. We about to get one? Because we need one. And Calvin in the middle. Yeah. Right. Why you gotta be in the You need to be on a swivel. <laughs> He's spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. One of those tables that have like the little yeah. thing in there. Just spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't being y'all turntable. <laughs> I am looking for more desk, though. You are? Yeah. We're gonna have us a makeover. You yeah, want a makeover party? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen in a few weeks. In a few Is weeks? That- so you're saying we about to go and be on YouTube? You knew it was coming. Oh, you man. opened up the I door really for that. Door. You did, and you walked right through it. You skated <laughs> right through. Now, I don't know. So this... She didn't want to take pictures for the Instagram. I don't know right. if she want to be on video. Ooh, strawberries, right? <laughs> Not... so... Killed that one. You're right. No, she's um, on the red. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm on just... the red. Okay. So this <laughs> real yeah. is a rosé. Um, I've never heard of Marquise. Jim suggested it. Um, it's, I smell berries. Mm-hmm. I smell strawberries. Mm. I'm, I get the feeling this is going to be very acidic. Mm. It's okay. Mm. It's acidic. Yeah, it is. It's a little sweet. It says really? It goes, it goes good with the paella. So I guess take a sip and eat and see how it tastes. Cause it's we, light. Because we it? had paella today. This is a boat wine. I would think this is a boat. Yeah, it's a boat wine. Let's see, is it like nine percent? Not a rosé, girl. It's acidic. It's it's very acidic. So, um, what is it? These bottles are kind of wet. What are you looking? <laughs> Shut up, Kim. <laughs> I, saw, I saw her eyes look at me. <laughs> look, and I tried to keep my head down. Me too. I, I was tried like, to keep my head down. We're not going there yet. Wait I'm, a minute. I'm, it's it's we got company, okay. y'all. We got so, company. <laughs> this is 13.5% alcohol. Oh, well, I don't. All right. And it's vegan. It's a up. vegan wine. So it's perfect for Calvin and Shaniqua. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try the other one. <laughs> what did you we think? We vegan Monday through Thursday, okay? <laughs> of it, ever. Um, cleanse your palates before you... you cleanse my palate. Yeah, cleanse your palates. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how the rules go because, I mean, I don't want to be like... 
slurring my sentences That's as we go along. Man, here. just have fun. Just, have fun. <laughs> just really? have fun. It's not that serious. Okay. We be messing up, spilling wines, tripping, falling. Yeah. Yeah. Nana does all those things. And I, you know, I just. Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah. I just don't want to be laid on and be like, you know, PTSD. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? What happened? <laughs> but no, actually, um, this probably wouldn't be a, a, a choice of mine. But you wouldn't. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. But it doesn't have a bad taste to it. Let me, let me say that. I mean, if the host is serving it, I'll drink it, but I won't go to the store and purchase it. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> let's try the Albarino. So they say the Albarinos are um, close to like a Pinot Grigio, but if you love Pinot Grigios, then you will love an Albarino. This one, like I said, was the most expensive one out of these four, and this one was twelve ninety nine. So, are you a white? Do you like white wines, or you just prefer just sweet reds? No, uh, there are some white wines that I drink. Uh, okay, it depends on what it, I'm more like the flavored wines more so. Oh, so you should have been here when we did Stella. I love Stella. I love Stella wine. Okay. You should have been here when we did Stella. Nope, I didn't. Uh-oh. How long have you been drinking wine? I didn't, I didn't get that invite. Oh, okay. Sorry. Then. But you'll be, would you, would, you can be a regular. I can be a regular? Yeah. Okay. okay. And then when we um, do Stella again, we'll make sure. Oh. How long have you been drinking wine, Everett? Um, let's see. Um, I'm Are you new to the game or? Well, this is the thing. I've, I've, I've always drank wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just never learned the culture mm-hmm. of wine. Well, so we learned it, too. I'm hoping to get a good education mm-hmm. today as you guys are. We're learning as we, we learn go. We're learning as we go. Yeah. Okay. I think we've done. I know a lot more now. Really? Like, yeah. Definitely. And you weren't in fine dining. Exactly. So. But you, it's, you're there to sell wine. You ain't really there to, like, you know, it's not the, the same. The background. Yeah. Kim says she's learning more. So I guess no one really loved that Marquise, um, <laughs> the rosé. <laughs> oh, Calvin did. Yeah, Calvin did. Would you? What was your thoughts? That's okay. Would you buy it? Um, you make a concoction out of it, won't you? I would make a cocktail out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would drink it if it was there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I would make a cocktail out of it. Probably would put some vodka in it. So the rules are, Everett, because I'm looking at your glasses, the rules are you have to finish. You have to finish each one? You have to. Okay, I finished one. <laughs> okay, you have to because we go to a second round. Oh, okay, I got you. You all right over there? <laughs> yeah. I, Need I some you. bread? Yes. <laughs> you no, do? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> uh-oh, I told you. Uh-oh. Already, already. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll just let you do the the one round then. Oh, you threw it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what kind of what? Let me ask you this, ever. Yeah. Then what kind of liquor do you drink? Because that tells a lot about what type of wine that okay. you probably would like. Okay. So what kind of liquor do you like to drink? So I I am a crown person. Okay. Yo. Okay. So okay. I, I mean I I, I will. Um, there's a new, um, rum that I've started, which I like. It's called Bamboo. Is a sip, is it a sipping rum? It's a sipping rum. Okay. And, and it, it has a, it has a very, um, it's not a, it has a very sweet taste to it. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not, doesn't have that 
kind of harsh rum taste when you okay. get in your like when it sits there, but it's very smooth. Because that's a thing now. A lot of people are into sipping rums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I may share, have to I'll, I'll share this with you. I didn't okay. mean to cut you off, but I'll share this with you. So uh-huh. um, I, I I enjoy cigars as well. Okay. So Ooh, we got to go to the cigar <laughs> bar. So, so I, I like to pair my cigars with a your rum. rum. Mm-hmm. Um, um, sometimes um, a good um, whiskey would do. But I love to pair my cigars with a good drink. It just it sets everything mm-hmm. in the right mood. It sets the palate. It sets the palate. Yes. Absolutely. What okay. do you think about women that smoke cigars? I think that is the sexiest thing in the world to see a woman smoking a cigar. I almost sound like I'm getting my I'm getting my my Mac voice on. It's the sexiest <laughs> thing. That went real deep. It went real deep. Wait a minute here. Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you are oh, funny. Like I mean, like, Kim yeah, is like over that. here Kim doing <laughs> the most, like the most, the most, the most. She's oh, doing like a John Uli Cooper <laughs> hand clap. So <laughs> you got to be from Savannah and Cloverdale to understand that reference. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So the Abarino. What do you think? What do you smell, Calvin? I smell fruit. Like pear. Very light, you guys. That was White. left out for seven days. White fruit. Yeah. That tastes good. I like it. Yeah. It's light acidity. Kind of grapey. Yeah. I actually like this one. This one actually tastes, it tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah. You taste like a kiwi kind of thing? Like a little pucker. Yeah. Like a pucker. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, yeah. That's good. I like that one. Abarino. Coming in second so far for me. We should have yeah. probably had the other Marquise one. I, got, I, <laughs> I got, know, right? I got a feeling. I don't think we looking forward what? to that I got a one. feeling Marquise ain't doing very well right now. The Viejo is um, similar to a Sauvignon Blanc. So Shaniqua actually may like this. The Berhado? No, it's Berhado. It's Berhado. It's Berhado. You listening to that French guy speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not how you pronounce that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shanique, I'll I parlez vous français. Just, uh, just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Say that. That's not French. That's, that's Spanish. Spanish. I'm telling yeah. you to say that, not Everett. Marquise. That's right. That's right. I don't know. And D-E is the day, right? We yeah. can't. We don't know the last part, though. Concerso. I don't know. No. that no. Concerso. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? It's seven ninety nine. dollars It's seven ninety nine at... Um, Habersham. And this one, if like I said prior, if you are a fan of Sauvignon Blancs. Sauvignon Blancs. We're going to see. The Verdejo. I know we're going to find out real quick. The Verdejo is similar to that. And the, the, the thing about this is also what I read about it. Excuse me. This grape is actually harvested at night. So I thought that was a fun fact. Mm-hmm. What do you smell? Kind of weird. It is. It 
remind me of this wine that we had um, when we went up in North Georgia. Um, like a muscadine? It kind of, that's what it tastes like to me. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. No? Muscadine wine. All these wines are, have high alcohol content as well. I'm surprised this so one So this is 13.5%. This is similar. It's very faint. It's the aroma is very faint. You remember when we went to that one winery, the boutique winery, where um, I can't think of the name. It was of the it. two, the two ladies. Well, the two ladies and that cool chair. Yes. Okay. Do you remember what that winery was? And we actually had um, some wine. We tasted mm-hmm. some wine from there, and it maybe that's what. Maybe we did have um, this grape, Verdejo, mm-hmm. at that winery. And I thought it was good. It was like the best one to me. Ooh. Sorry. That was good. Is it a little tart? Yeah. Yes. Cleanse your palate, though, before you eat it. I mean, before you drink to see whether or not it changes the taste of the wine. I cleanse mine. It's a piece Um, of bread. I don't want no bread. He's drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that one. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I do. I'm surprised you like that one, y'all. I don't know. I do. I think that's so my So you like that one better than the Martin one? No. Okay. But I do like it. So, like, that would be my number three. So, the Campo Viejo is my number one for now. And then the the Martin, the Alberino is my number two. But that... I mean, it's good. I like it. I would buy that. Can we ask you? Like, you know how we always rank the wines from right. um, you know one to four, right? Let's add a second thing into that. Which what? one would you not buy and drink ever again? Uh, the rosé one. Okay, me too. But I like that one. Y'all didn't like that one. No. Okay. Anywho, so um, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> Tell us something about mental health. Um, I know Shaniqua had asked us to give you some questions, and I did. I guess I'm the only one to follow direction. Well, he says he will do it off the cuff also, so don't throw us under the bus. <laughs> you know we are a set that we think off the off the roof. That is what it is. So you know... <laughs> You know we're going to get into it. So you can go ahead and start with your um, prep questions. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. The warm-up. Look, the you warm-up. can go ahead. Okay. There's a warm-up. Then me, Calvin, and Kim over here going to be marinating on what we want to, you know. I'm the professional. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Right. Big as that bus. <laughs> it's a wide It's a wide load. It's a very wide load. So, um... One of my questions that um, I had asked Shaniqua to send you was, do you think that mental illness is genetics? Okay. Um, well, there's been a lot of, uh, well, there's been some studies on that. And so it's it comes from, like, environmental and genetic factors okay. that factor into mental illness. Um, so you, you, you think about it, we, we do, do, when I do assessments, I do ask questions such as, you know, if anybody in your family ever been diagnosed with any mental illness, <clears throat> not that it actually relates to the particular person, but it could mm-hmm. play a factor. And you think about 
things like environmental factors that could play. This could be something pre-birth, like substance abuse, drug use, that can play into um, a mental illness that could come about with a person. So race and religion, I mean, when it comes to mental illness in the black community, a lot of times we don't want to, we think is is it an excuse for why someone act a certain way. We don't look at it as something could actually be wrong with this person. So race and religion in the black community, um, that's a big factor when it comes to mental illness. Because sometimes people feel like you can just pray it away. Mm-hmm. So how, what is the best approach for us to try to get people help? Or how do you go about trying to get help? All right, let's, let's talk about the, the, the race part of it first. Okay. So when we look at our community, us folks. Yes. Us folks. Black folks. Yeah. It's, it's been such a taboo in our community for so long. Right. That if someone is having issues, we we actually we sleep sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. uh, or, or we say you know they're just a little touched. Right. Um, again, we go into the um, it's kind of the re- religiosity kind of part, your religion and your practice, your your belief and your practice that go together. That's that re- religiosity factor, and so you're like, okay, we can just take them to church and they can pray it away. This is the problem I have with that, is that everybody's faith faith level is not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of hard to take a person who's like I've I've never understood what church would do for me, and then you take them somewhere and you say, well, we're just gonna have a pastor pray for you. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, though, people keep talking about faith, mm-hmm. and faith is important, but it also says that you need to work that faith. So you have it's you're responsible for doing something about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You Absolutely. can't just have faith. So if I'm sick or if somebody sees that I'm sick, then I have to take the necessary steps to get help also. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, it says in the in the good book that faith without works is dead. Right. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, when it comes to belief in something greater than you, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I kind of I give that to my clients. I think you should have something that you believe in that's greater than you. There's mm-hmm. some kind of higher power that can help you sustain through what it is that you're going through. You have to have something that is kind of like that hope factor. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I need something that I can look forward to to say this is going to help pull me through. So when the therapist is not there, when the pastor is not there, when your friend is not there, who is it that you turn to that you can right. rely on to say, help, I need help to help pull me through. Give me the strength, the inner strength to help pull me through. Right. So I, I think, you know, when it comes to that religious factor, we do need to have something. I don't know if it's, I mean, I'm, some of the theorists back in the day, they really didn't believe in God. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they had this, you know, but there there was a higher power that they said you should have. So, I mean, that's kind of the approach that I take. I mean, I'm, I, I would like to think that I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a PK, so. I like to think that you know I do believe in God. You know, if I did say I didn't, I think my mom would probably be throwing holy oil on me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I think there is, you know, you have to believe in something that's greater than you to help bring you through times of depression, times of right. sadness, times of, you know, I just I'm not in the best state of, of of mind or my mood is low. I need something to say, you know, help bring me through. Is there a difference between mental illness? And mental health, or is it one and the same? 
Um, it's you, you know what? You, when, if you look at some of the um, studies that are out there, some of the research that's out there, some of the writings that are out there, um, there's like, excuse me, maybe over 90% of people who suffer with mental health. Mm-hmm. So that's just people in general or are you yeah. are you talking about african-american everybody everybody we, we, we all have mental health and issues. that's what i was yeah. going to say i yeah. think everybody mm-hmm. has mental health issues mm-hmm. they go through something at some point in their life yeah everybody sends always them over yeah. yeah yeah i don't look crazy that's why i asked you that question about mental illness and mental health mm-hmm. you know i'm not walking around in the street scratching my head or talking to myself but Mentally, I may be going through something and you can't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, we divorce. Mm-hmm. It takes you to a different level mentally, and you need to seek help for that. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why I ask you, what is it a difference between the two? Yeah, there, there, there is a difference. And let me, let me speak to this. Some people who experience mental health mm-hmm. issues, some people have the internal fortitude, willpower, strength to carry them through, and they can right. through. And so, you know, that's that's all fine and well. But then there's another sector of people who you need somebody that can help you, help mm-hmm. guide you through, help get you to the next level. I always tell my clients, you know, you, I don't really think you should go up in your head by yourself. So if you need me, I'm here to go up in there with you to help guide you through. So there is a, there is a distinct difference between mental health and mental illness. I think mental illness – when you look at it, mental illness would be something where it's uncontrollable. Yeah. Okay. You know? So you don't have that, maybe that little voice in your head that'll stop you. You'll cross that line. You'll cross that line. Okay. So okay. I've, I've got a question about that. I might have another one later on. But <clears throat> when it comes to that, the little question that the, the voice in the head that doesn't stop you, mm-hmm. do you have, do you, do you believe that medication helps but also hurts? What I mean by that is, our minds can be very powerful, of course, mm-hmm. and with an altered state of medication. Um, I'm way more holistic than most people. Mm-hmm. I do believe I have mental health issues. Um, I've always shied away from medications um, for the reason where I don't want to be rely, have to rely on certain things, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about with people you've spoken with or, or had, to, had to help? Mm-hmm. How do you help explain that part where medication is necessary and where it's not okay so let me let me kind of talk more on my personal opinion more so than anything with that mm-hmm. so i think medication is kind of twofold mm-hmm. when i look at it so when i'm dealing with child and adolescence i'm really hesitant to even suggest yeah that medication is necessary. I think sometimes it's, a lot of times it could be behavioral, mm-hmm. environmental mm-hmm. factors. If we can kind of get those in check, that can probably help yeah. the child's mental state of being. I think there are some things as we get older that we do need a balance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what that is, and all doctors are practitioners, they're practicing, they're practicing yeah. mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like they, they have the cure. That's what they do. They practice a little. Let's try this. Didn't work. Let's go back to practice again. Exactly. Try this. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but I think there is medication that has been um, research and um, given that actually can help balance mm-hmm. the mental being of a person. I got you. So I think medication in some circumstances is necessary. I think in some circumstances, if you're not careful, 
it can uh, make the client, patient, consumer, whatever you want to call that uh, particular person who's in that realm, um, it can make them dependent yeah. mm-hmm. on the medication, and it could bring an imbalance if it's not done correctly. Correct. Yeah. That's the scary part. I've ended up having a chance to mentor and talk to a lot of <coughs> younger people. And I always say, you know, I, I never tell them what, what or what not to do. But I always say it's, it's a really hard way to, I see them and I feel like, I wish you they, they didn't take that route. Because now when they don't have that help, they're more off. And then that excuse is, well, we're going to try this and try this and try this and try this. And you're supporting, you're helping as much as you can, but you want to be able to kind of be positive and and push them towards right, you know, Absolutely. that's what they can do. Absolutely. So Kim it's like, has a question. So. Kim has a question. Swing the mic. Swing. Say anything, but Calvin, you're leading me to that because Everett, I am a teacher in the school system, and a lot of my kids take medicine to control their behavior. It changes their personality sometimes. I, am I wrong to think that medicine is needed? Because it calms them down so that they can focus and get the education and allow the people around them to get education. But, you know, parents, they give it to them <coughs> Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. They let them run wild. By the time they get back to school, it takes a while for it to get back in their system. And just when it is getting in their system, it's the weekend again. So, you know, I'm for medicine. So I guess it's just in the, in the, in the instance. Make, I, I feel you on that. I just, you know how you, why we went back and said faith without works? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we look at it at a, at a different perspective is, look at it as you going to a gym and you're working out a muscle. You got to work on that muscle, right? Right. So what if we look at faith as not a, a muscle or not a work as in, you know, you putting work and grinding in. What if you're working on your faith as if you're working on your perspective of of a different reality? What I mean by that is like this. We all know faith what works is there, which means if I don't do what I got to do to get there, I'm not going to get there. You're not going to get there. No matter what what I believe, I right. just got to get there, right? So what if we make it seem like, what if, what if it's a perspective of, Maybe we're not working out the correct muscle mm-hmm. of faith. To get there. To get there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I always looked at that when it came to mental health. And me, it's more, for me, it's more, I don't. I can't say it's anxiety-driven issues with me. It's more of, I have this really weird thing where I need everyone to be okay. The problem with that is I don't take care of myself. Yeah. And I feel as if I can achieve that goal, I'll be fine. But that's not true. So you're a nurturer. Exactly. Welcome yeah. to motherhood. <laughs> Welcome. So, like, for for <laughs> for people like for people like a me, where my where my to me where I believe I I am more successful is when I'm helping everybody else out. Mm-hmm. But my mind doesn't stop moving. Like, what would you say to a person like that has a, like a me issue? And neglecting yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Because is it really neglect or is it just? Calvin, just chill out. You good? You know what I'm saying? Or is but it? Are you good? I feel like I am, but then again, when you get in a state where you're always pushing people, it's an, it's it's a level of expectation that you put on people's plate that you never really wanted to give. It was more like, yo, like I got you, but now it's expected. 
So now there's certain things where it's like, well, Calvin, you always do this, so now you got to do it again. I said, no, 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 no. That was kind of a me being like a good person kind of situation. I want I want to see everybody succeed, but you can't rely on me. You know what I'm saying? So like then when you start relying on me, then I feel like there's, a, there's an extra pressure there that you got to, you know, achieve. And it's like, oh, that's not what I meant to do. Mm-hmm. So, but I see that a lot with artists. Like a lot of artists do that same situation. And then we go ghost and people think something wrong with us. No, we just got to get out of that bubble. You know what I'm saying? So, so you, you take on a lot of you take on a lot. And it's it, responsibility. It's unnecessary when it becomes unnecessary. Okay. You feel me? It's, it's necessary when it first takes place. But then it gets to be really, really unnecessary because then you feel as if you're aiding so much that they're not going to be great because of that extra push. Now we pulling, you feel me? So it's like. Can I say something? That's like, I guess, the same thing. Like when everybody always say, oh, you strong, you strong. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, yeah. 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 And I guess that's that's the whole like thing too, like black women always supposed to be so strong and yeah. you know resilient and oh we got to do because this that's why I said when I said motherhood I was yeah, being right. yeah. funny but that's how most black women are they put yeah. themselves in the background and right. they're always fighting focusing on everybody, everybody else, else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like with everything else it needs, we need maintenance, just like everything else. Yeah. And when we don't have that maintenance, that's when the mental. Yeah. Because that's like I tell people all the time, oh, you're so strong, you're so strong, you did this, you did this. And you don't and feel strong, like, do you? Sometimes I don't want nope. to be strong. Sometimes yes. I want to be the Lean one. Lean on somebody else. That, you know, in the corner, mm-hmm. crying, and just screaming, and just letting it all out. But you don't, don't have that. I always want yeah. to. You don't you know, have I don't that. always want to be strong. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me say this. So, um. First of all, I, I, I think that um, black women, black mothers are the most courageous, beautiful creatures that God has created. Facts. Well, thank I, you. I, I, facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> facts. Yeah, I, I thank God. I mean, I, I reference my mother all the time. So um, I just, I, I look at that. I look at my aunts. I look at my grandmothers. I look at how they have nurtured the mm-hmm. culture, our, uh, the family the unit, how they have been the glue. Uh-huh. And you look at that, you know, grandfathers, fathers could pass, but that mother, when yeah. she's there, she's like the glue right. that keeps everything together. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've seen families where the grandmother or the mother has passed and siblings just, yep, yep. yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> just just yeah. fall out. So it's, it's a, there's a uniqueness about the black woman that she has this innate ability yeah. Um, to nurture and keep the family as a unit. So I salute all black women and what you do, especially those who are mothers. So I appreciate you all for that. Okay, now that I said that, <laughs> <laughs> there's no but to that. I want to address something that Kim said. I just want to go back real quick. So first of all, I appreciate all educators, teachers. I think the job that you all do is vastly important for our community. We need it. We have to find ways or we have to be able to educate our kids, um, especially when you are an African-American teacher in a school where there are African-American kids. I think it is necessary that we corral them and bring them in to say, hey, it is necessary for you to have this component to your life as you move forward because it's going to be necessary. But there are a couple things. You said that you see sometimes where you think medication is necessary. 
I'm not going to dispute that. I think there is, there are certain certain situations where medication is absolutely needed. There are some things where you have to bring a balance to a child's um, mental being that he can actually be able to function. Now, I will say this. There are some circumstances where you have to look at the overall factors that are involved in a child's life. You got to look at their environmental factors. Look at their social economic status. There, there are certain things that affects a child's mental state of being to where I'm unable to function completely. If if I'm in the fifth grade and I got three brothers or uh, sisters that are younger than me, but I'm the sole responsibility for those persons because my mother has to work at night. So I can't get to sleep. Or I go to school in the morning time and I haven't eaten all night because mm-hmm. we don't have enough food to eat. Or our lights are off. Yeah. Or I wasn't able to take a bath last night. My clothes are dirty. Our parents are fighting. I see my mom in with multiple wow. relationships, a single parent home. Or, you know, just certain factors that factor into a whole a child's whole mental being. We have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's in, I think it's important. And one of the things that I really try to do is try to find additional community resources that can help. It's hard. It yeah. is so hard. It's difficult um, in this field with resources that are available, um, the criteria you have to meet. So do you mainly work with juveniles or do you work with adults? Or I work with both. I work with I work with both child and adolescents and adults. So let me ask you this question: Then, since you are a therapist, do you feel like um, a black therapist works better with a black patient, or do you or do you don't you don't see the race as a part of therapy? I I I, be, I truly believe that a this is just your opinion now. It's my opinion. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll just give it to you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay Mr. <laughs> See, thank you. She remembered. She remembered that name. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I truly believe that um, if there is a likeness, there could be some um, more of a, um, I guess, initial probability that there may be some understanding. Mm-hmm. But let me say this. There are some well-schooled, diverse counselors who are not counselors of color. Mm-hmm. And if you find the right counselor that can understand and meet you on the level that you're at and be willing to understand where you're at, that can be a great counselor. It doesn't matter what color they are. So I don't want to discredit any counselor who has actually taken the time to become um, culturally diverse, I think it's important. That would be like saying, like, I, I I would like to say just, you know, I think I'm a wonderful counselor. Mm-hmm. I like to say that, all right? So I, I have not just people of color that come see me, but also have Caucasians that come see me. So I would like to think being culturally diverse would help me to mm-hmm. be able to help them with providing a service that would be helpful for them to move to the next level of their being. So I just, you know, I just couldn't say, you know, just because you're African American or you're you're a young African American boy, you need to go see or a young African American girl, you need to go see a African American yeah. counselor. I think that would be be doing a disservice mm-hmm. to other counselors who have worked hard 
to perfect their craft. Um, I do think you have to develop your own style, your own unique style. I, yeah. I, I try to do that when I'm dealing with different um, people that come see me. So I, I try to take a unique approach to each to dip, to each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't try to fit, make the client fit to my style. I try to fit to the client, and then that way we can shape and grow together in our session. Yeah, and I also believe that's a really good question, but I also believe sometimes – because a lot of people want to say, you know, I've been where you at. Like, we we all know a lot of musicians do that. I came from the streets, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But sometimes I think it takes not seeing the street or not seeing the similarity, seeing outside the box. You know what I'm saying? You might be like, yo, this dude has nothing, nothing in common with me, but he's trying to learn that or she's trying to learn that, but they're from different areas where it's like, now I can vision myself being outside of this box I, that I find myself in. You know what I'm they saying? They can show you a different side. A different side of the story. That you about. don't know. Exactly. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, now, this, leading back to uh, what you do, and God bless you, brother, honestly. I'm telling you. But <laughs> how do you release those? Thank you. Thank those, you. That's a good those question. Those stories. Those, like, how do you, how do you. Great How question. are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like you are. That's heavy. That's super heavy. Mm-hmm. You are, in all, like the dude who's taking all those, all those stories, mm-hmm. and you're wearing them on your back, mm-hmm. and you're having to say, "God bless me. I'm in a, I'm in a different situation." But how do you handle? And those? we know you're taking it home with exactly. you. Exactly. And this, and you've been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, How long have you been practicing? So this, this show is unfiltered. Yeah, it's unfiltered, <laughs> it's unfiltered baby. Unfiltered. It's unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been practicing? Um, I've, I've been in this field between mental health and criminal justice for a little over 20 years. Okay. So actually I started in 1996 mm-hmm. um, and then just um, kind of moved around uh, with different um, job titles and <laughs> work. So that, you know, that's, that's so I've been, yeah. Been in, so we're going close to, yeah, close to 24 Years. Wow. So you know what you're talking about. I yeah, would, yeah. I would like I would like to think that my <laughs> you know experience has, has but I've, I've had some great mentors um, since I've been in this field. Mm-hmm. Great mentors. Even though I was working in the criminal justice realm of it, I still was dealing in mental health. So um, it kind of provided um, an advantage for me once I ventured fully into the mental health realm because I had some knowledge and experience on how to deal with certain things, be able to recognize certain things that maybe um, a novice or somebody new coming into the field may not may not be able to. Mm-hmm. And it was a no-brainer for me. It was a no-brainer for me to, when I went back to school to get my master's in professional counseling. It was a no-brainer. Um, the program was just super um, intriguing. To it just, I mean, it, just, it made it fun for me to be in school to learn and then see things that I've already learned. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, I said, man this is this is where I like this. And I've always been in the in the, the point of where I wanted to help someone. Mm-hmm. And I think giving back um, is, is the most important thing you can do to your community is give something back to help the next person move to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that mine is intriguing. And I like to kind of like figure out how it works. Yeah. It, it, because I, you know, at one point I was studying psychology. Mm-hmm. But the part that I was studying, I was bored because it didn't tap into what I wanted to really learn. So I kind of kind of dropped out of it. 
But yeah, I'm really intrigued by the mind. Yeah. I am. So you need to answer Calvin's <laughs> question though, because that we want to know the answers to that. That because that's heavy. Okay, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> so this is okay. I actually was this an unfiltered show. Right? It is unfiltered. Sex, bro. Sex. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the answer. That's the answer. It's, it's always, always the answer. answer. Sex and alcohol. <laughs> Tell you. Yeah. Stress can be relieved. No, actually. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, listen. I, I can't be drinking alcohol and talking. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know how this is going to go in the end. So, But I, I will say you, you have to take time for you. I've, I talk to clinicians all the time, clinicians that I supervise, um, that I may mentor. You have to take time for you. So take your mental breaks. You have to take them. You know, sometimes there are some things that are going to weigh on you that happen on the job. There's going to be there's going to be a client that you just become so engrossed with. That mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, what can I do? What can I do? I've had to learn over the years how to separate that part of me and then pick it back up. Like, literally, yeah. like, when I leave the job, I have to separate from that. Like, say, okay, I can't, there's nothing I can do between this time and this time. Mm-hmm. So I have to separate myself from that, and then I can pick it up tomorrow and try to keep going with it. So, you know, learning how to um, find space for yourself, find time for yourself, whether it's vacation, whether it's um, just turning your phone off. Yeah. Um, shutting just, down social media. Shutting, shutting. You, sometimes you just have to shut the world out. Yeah. Yeah. I do that from time to time. I shut my social media off. You know, I don't know. You know, it, you know, it's kind of hard these days. You know, shut it off for twenty four hours. Media, you're though. like, you're like, oh my god, twenty four hours, and you go back. You feel like you miss, and you're like, you're behind. And you're really not. You're not behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't miss anything. Yeah. But take taking time for yourself. I, I, and this is again, I, I, I talk to people all the time about this. Taking time for yourself. Did you know that even on your job that you can take a mental health day? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, honey, because yeah. I take them often. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You can, often, you can, honey. You can, you can literally call your employer yeah. and say, I'm taking I got to take a mental health day. And there's nothing they can do about it but say, okay. 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 Yep. That's real. So and people don't know that. So let me ask you this. <laughs> you so didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, you take them all the time. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Buzz. <laughs> gear. What gear? <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Since there's so much at, on social media about a lot of um, black celebrities that talk about mental health, like Charlemagne, he's a main one. If you follow him on social media, he's always talking about mental health. Taraji, she's another one. Um, with everything going on with Tamar and Kanye, do you think a lot of that is coming to forefront in our community now? that wasn't before talking about it because it's something that, you know, can I, very hush-hush. Can, can I add to her before you answer this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is I think sometimes, this might sound kind of weird, that it's you get to the situation where you feel like it's okay to have a mental breakdown. Right. I think is. I think a lot of the times as our culture, since mm-hmm. there's so many things to worry about, right. the last thing we want to say is, I got mental health issues. But so they I think have to understand that everybody okay. and has it's, a bad. And that's true. That's, that's it doesn't yeah. make you a bad person. I know. That's it 100% true. It doesn't put a stain true. on you. But you got you to gotta understand it this way, is that we barely have equal or civil rights. So, 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 so hear me out. Hear me out. So now you get a person like Kanye or Tamar who have kind of 
took themselves to another level of society. Now it's it's okay for me to show my uh, show show my mental health issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need help. Now it's a cry for help as opposed mm-hmm. to when they were here when they could have addressed it in the beginning. So you you're saying the dollar amount? I'm not saying the dollar. What I'm saying is they have a level of freedom that most people like black people. You know what my studio is. Right. I look outside right now. And there's homeless people. And yeah. they have a lot of mental health, but they're not yeah, in the state where they can demand help. Right. They're in the state where they're like, I can't do nothing but just drink and just sit here and just be here and be homeless because no one's going to listen to my issues. But now if you get to a level of a Kanye where he has this global global understanding of himself and his art, it's like. But that's back to classism within our race. And I believe that. And that's and that's, that's kind of what I wanted, wanted to go with your question. Okay. Is do you believe it's more or going with what you say, do you think it's also because of the state that those two people are in that they can kind of have this cry for help? Mister? Mister, mister? I thought y'all were talking to each other, then you look at me like, okay. <laughs> you the expert. <laughs> they were working through the question. So, so yeah. working through the question. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were working through it. All right. okay. I feel like I'm, I'm Steve Harvey So basically, do you think... <laughs> Shirley Strawberry over here. Strawberries. So um, let me let me say this about uh, celebrities. So we're living in a new day and time. Mm-hmm. This is totally different from when I was a kid, from when my parents were growing up. It's, I mean, when my grand, this our society is totally, totally different. I mean, we have a there's a, a different kind of communication age. Mm-hmm. Social media puts everything out front. Yeah. Information travels just like that. Um, you know, there were times back when where you would have to make a phone call. If the line was busy, you had to keep calling back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, then there was a time where, you know. I'll get the operator to interrupt it. I'll get the operator to interrupt. Or there was another time when, you know, you, you had to call a beeper and then somebody wait on somebody to call you back. Right. And, you know, we go into the cell phone. Now right. We go into the, you know, we're able to video and see everything, like, right up front. So um, our, our our I don't think the issue has, I think we've, we've kind of, we've, Pushed it under the rug in our community. I think we were kind of forced to do that in a way to safeguard ourselves. But then now I think we're at a time now where uh, it's just more so where it's out in the open more, where you can actually you know talk about it a little bit more freely and more openly. So as far as celebrities are concerned, I, nah, y'all don't want me to go ahead with this. Yes, we do. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't weigh my opinion on what celebrities do. Yeah. Um, they go through the same issues we have. They mm-hmm. just they just have. It's just more on the outfront. It's just more on the outfront. So they're they're more in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So now that they're in the public eye and they have the attention of other folk, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so other folk that yeah. they that the other folk that kind of liked them initially, they're like, oh, there's a problem in the mm-hmm. in the African American community, and now it's coming up to the forefront. No, it's it's always been it's there. It's been mm-hmm. there. Exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, we just you know we just we've been finding other ways to kind of deal with it because, yeah. you know, even uh, with us trying to put things out there to say we need help with it, it's been like oh, that's that's not something that we're gonna deal with with you. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, just like the the drug epidemic, there was you know it was rampant in our community, and it it wasn't 
a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but you know, they they started the mass incarceration. So it's like, you know, we put it in the community. We start locking them up. You know, we're still, you know, divesting the families of fatherhood and because crime kind of stuff. is crime. It doesn't crime, matter crime who commits it. A crime is a crime. Right. There's like because that agitates me when people say black on black crime. It's a crime. It's a crime, regardless. I mean, so when a white person commit a crime to a white person, white on is white, white on white crime? crime? It's just or crime. Hispanic commit a crime to another Hispanic? Is Stop smudging our I race. I mean, come on now. It's just Thank crime. You. It's it. just crime. Thank you. Thank you. But we're, we're at a point now where uh, if you look at, I love what I see going on with the Black Lives Movement. I love what I see going on as far as the culture of the United States where people are st- starting to stand up and say, I see that. Yeah. And you are a human being and that's not right. Just because our skin tone may be different doesn't mean that we're any less than each other. Right. So Mm -hmm. I love seeing what I'm seeing now and I'm hoping that um, the momentum stays stays that way and it overcomes it. I mean, there's been, there's been suggestions that in the next 20 to 30 years that, you know, um, people of color, the minority would actually be the, the majority here anyway. So um, hopefully, you know, and it's not about that part. It's about, you know, let's, let's be all on an equal, right. yeah. equal basis. So um, That's just what we want. That's what we want. And that's the weird thing. Like, you see a lot of, like, like African-Americans or anybody of, of color, we quick to, to pick people up. But it's like, how come that is not? It's not reversed. How come it's not reciprocated with everyone? It's, it's like they're like just compassionate race. It is. We so are very compassionate. It's, it's always been weird to me, like how they're forgiving. Very forgiving. We are very forgiving now, people. Mm-hmm. Before we, I know we gotta probably go soon, but before we do, I my biggest question. I got two questions. for I got to Oh shit! So, Thank but, you. So that first. So Shaniqua just spilled wine on me. Yes, awesome. because I was. I need. I wanted to do that because the bus is in heavy rotation. But I got a couple of questions. Ain't no bus too. going around. Shit, it the hell it ain't. Cause I ain't Holly drunk off of this. So my. Uh, so before she need yeah. to answer her question, right. I just want. How much stop, do you think? Stop. It's good. How it's much good. do you think um, fear plays into a lot of mental health issues? Oh man. Oh man. Okay. We stumped you. No, no, you you, you didn't stump me because I want you to I want you to really think about that mm-hmm. even within your own respective environment or your nucleus of your family. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, you know how much does fear play a, a, a part in that part where you can actually talk about it? Where you yeah. can actually go to somebody and say, "Hey, um, I, I don't feel so well." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you okay?" Uh, Go um, take a little Tylenol, lay down. You're gonna be all right. And you like, no, no, I, I really don't. I don't feel. It. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing things. Uh-huh. Yeah, or I'm seeing things that other people don't. They're like, so you gonna sit yourself down somewhere <laughs> and and do something else? You know, really? Yeah. You know, so how how afraid would you be of? You know, think about trauma that happens with you know post traumatic stress. Even even as a child. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's it. So it's like you know, think about that. You know, trauma that's happened. You know how. How apt are you to go and say, "Hey, let's"? I want to talk to you about my trauma. Yeah, you help me. You know, if if I'm a I'm a man who's been molested by his uncle yeah. when I was younger, well, I'm gonna come to you and talk to you about that. Right. Yeah, or right. if I'm I'm a if I'm a, a lady who's been molested by her stepdad or her dad when she was younger, how am I gonna come to you and talk about? Right. That? You know, it's like so. Yeah, there's a great fear. Um, so it, how it do you approach that though? I mean, how how do you get someone 
to open up about that without stigma. Without stigma. Right. Great, great question. Great question. I want, I want you. To, all right. So let me let me go to the ladies for a second. All right. So this question. <laughs> let me see if this question kind of burns you a little bit. Okay. Say you're upset with your significant other. All right. And they come to you and say, what's wrong with you? Does that question bother you? Yeah, because well, you should already know what's wrong with me. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say most of the time they're not going to say what's wrong with you. Well, because <laughs> that's something that they don't want to get into. Well, even if it's something like, you know, like why are you walking around here with your face tuned up? What's wrong with you? And you like, I'm good. No, you you must not be good because you acting all funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I I want you to think about that for a second. So, same thing when it comes to dealing with with mental health, we mm-hmm. have to be careful on how we approach approach the situation. Yeah, because you be defense and and how you and how you come about it. So, if someone that you feel may need some help, mm-hmm. you know. What? Well, first of all, let me let me back up a second. Y'all not gonna keep pouring. They would be pouring it up up in here. That's right. No, we we are pouring you some. First of all, me and Everett over here like where our cups at? We are pouring you some. It's ladies' night. All I hear is stuff clinking. We try to be very quiet over here. Y'all failing at that. So Everett rolled that bus. Rolled that one. I was on the top. Welcome home. Look, you're no longer a stranger. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you driving, so we. I'm driving. We, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. I thought I thought Kim was driving. So I just <laughs> Kim is driving us, really? but you I'm, driving. I'm leading the song on the bus. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, okay. You know, Kim is still. Yes, honey, we come back and get your vehicle. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. okay. Finish the question. All right. So let me, <laughs> first of all, let me get back to my train of thought. Lord, y'all didn't threw me way, way out. Okay. All right. So. Oh my God! Yeah, you don't need another one. So you're talking, you're pretty much saying how you you gotta you gotta find a way to approach. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a way that you approach to try to help somebody get to the place where they need to be. So um, my thing would be um, even in a situation like I gave you all. Mm-hmm. All right, instead of saying what's wrong with you, it would be something like it looks like you're not having a good day. Uh, sometimes we don't have good days. Is there something that I could do to help you? Or is there something that maybe we can talk about that maybe we can, you know, and I would find um, a space where there's little interruption. Mm-hmm. I'll find a space where they're safe. They feel safe mm-hmm. and they're not, you know, feel like they're being pressured to do anything. I think we're not taught that, though. We're, we're, we're not taught that because we're taught to address it head on. Like we just right. come straight out with it. And if we become defensive when that happens, we right. shut down. We, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. When you say we, so uh, so, are, so are you saying it's typical for a man to ask, "What's wrong with you?" No, I don't think he's that, saying that. So I know you use that as an example. For me, that's foreign mm-hmm. because I'm not used to a man asking me what's wrong, what's wrong because right. they want to dodge the situation because right. they really don't want to get into a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. tough because I, I, Calvin, we've always told you you're special, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that that's, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of men who won't say what's wrong with you. I understand that part, but that that's a different, like 
They'll say, oh, don't start at, don't start with that. Right and I now. never. No, 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 don't no, start yeah. with that. No, no, no. Right but now. what I'm saying no, but is I'm just saying using from, his example, yeah, though, if I'm walking around and my right. face is heavy. Your your ex is not going to say, let's talk, let's talk or whatever. <laughs> no. no. I and, see and her, my, but yeah, I'm not about and, to open up that ex, door because I really yeah, don't want to know. And my ex would do the same right. thing. It was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? Because they don't want to know. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's. It's something that has to be taught. Right. You don't just learn that, except for Calvin, but you just don't learn <laughs> that. And Everett, apparently. Right. And Everett. But you just don't learn that. It's the, the first instinct is like, okay, I'm getting, I'm gearing up for battle because she's in the mood. Exactly. So exactly. We, about to go, we about to go at it. Oh, I'm about to leave because I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not equipped for yeah. this battle. And so my question was kind of, I guess it piggybacks off of what they're saying because how do you deal with a spouse or that a partner? That won't ask that question. No, that Suffer from mental health. And they don't either they know, don't it know it or they it. don't want to address it or anything. How do you deal with that? Because we both had exes that had issues. I ain't call you no names. not call names. You know she be calling names. I did not call names. I just said we Today. both. We had they don't know what ex of ours had issues. Look I at Kim. Kim, swing, swing it, swing better, 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 swing Everett. But your exes know who they are. Well, who say they listen to our well, podcast? Well, no, not mine. Not mine. Hers do. But not mine. <laughs> so, so your question is, how do you get? How do you convince someone <laughs> yes, Calvin. that they need help? Yeah, yeah. I, I, what, I, I don't think you can. What do you have to do? And I may be wrong at this. Maybe need a sip, honey, because y'all, it's heavy it's, in here. It's heavy. I, I may be wrong at this, but do you believe that you can make someone get help when they don't want help? But what do you do as a spouse and you see it every day and it's just it's just too much for you to handle? It's just too much. What is your suggestion? What is your recommendation? What do you do? Yeah, that's 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 like really a, a, a difficult yeah. subject to. Uh, do you ignore it? I mean, what do you, you do? You, you don't ignore it because you want to get help for that right. person. So I think, again... Sometimes I think a, a wise woman knows how to build her house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I think being careful on how you approach a situation could definitely um, help with that. So if you see that there's an issue, mm-hmm. all right, and you know that coming directly at that person is going to create tension, all right, so it may be something where you create the atmosphere where you can talk about that. Again, finding that right space, finding that right area where they don't feel confronted so you have to be creative in your delivery and making them feel comfortable to air out what's going on absolutely yeah so instead of having maybe in that situation no 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 no, no, i was just joking i was just joking i was just playing with my mother but instead of having that that frown on your face maybe have the smile and then kind of bring them into that maybe play the system you gotta play it you gotta know how to play the game so there good. should be a time when you shouldn't have to play the game. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but well, you have you to know what you, what you who you dealing I, with. I, I think I think initially, you know, you, if you look at it, because if you are in tune with that person and you really want to see them do better and get help, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right, you really, you're really, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of find or think through ways to kind of find the help that you need. It's but, like, it's, but you know, you can be in tune with somebody, but they may not be in tune with you. That's true. 
and that can cause issues because he or she is not on the same level that you are. That's true. That's but how do you, true. so, so, so with that being like being what you just said, when do you retreat? Good question. Are you trying to save it? Or do you, or do you, or, or are you going to hinder yourself from trying to save it? I, I, I think where if it gets to a point where it's causing you stress, mm-hmm. it's causing you mental, um, I guess, mental reversing your how you are as far as your being is concerned. So changing yourself to, yeah. to adapt yeah, to I, that person's I, I th- personality. But then you lose yourself when you change yourself to adapt to somebody else's personality. Right. So to that's me, that's not even worth it. Yeah, so, so when you start compromising, that's the word I was looking for. You start uh-huh. compromising who you are. And you start losing yourself in that person to help that person. I think it's time for you to take a step back and say, hey, I, I, I got to be, I got to take care of me. I yeah. think self-preservation is the is the is the greatest thing you have to do. Um, I'm 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 self-centered mm-hmm. when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. So if you start affecting my my mental being, then I gotta kind of take it. Right. I got I gotta be like okay, I can't I can't allow you to do that. Yeah. So I mean, of course, we get in relationships, we have emotions, and you know those things get tied in. But it gets to a point where it starts affecting things that are going on around me, like you know how I'm caring for my kids how i'm caring for myself how i'm caring for you know my uh, my career things like that i'm like okay this is such a broad subject we're gonna have to have you come back but one Uh last question before we get out of here um when it comes to mental illness is there an official test that diagnose you as mentally ill i don't think is there a test how do you how do you determine someone's mentally ill yeah, like I've done assessments on all y'all in here today. Oh my God, <laughs> Lori, I'm so sorry. I'm just joking. Right. He probably is. He's not joking. Awesome. You serious? Yeah, I think he's, he's serious, serious too. I think he's he, serious he sized, too. As soon as we walked in the room, as soon as he walked in the he room, he started. He started sizing us all that's up. You. That's just yeah. in you. That's yeah. in you that's because in you you work in that field, and that's just you. Yeah. You know. Let me, before I answer that question, let me say that I really kind of loathe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say the word. Hey, I love that because I've been in situations where um, people have been like, when I tell them what I do, they're like, "Oh, you've been you've been assessing me the whole time. You've been psychoanalyzing." <laughs> I know it's hard me. dating. And I'm like, I, I know that one. Right I mean, my eyes are really like crossed. Like, no, really? Not really. <laughs> like, really? Uh, now I am exactly. Yeah, because no. you're crazy. No, <laughs> but <laughs> that's awesome. But the, the, I think we all do that. We all, I think it's, we it's all, human it's human nature. We all, when we meet a group of people, we just, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I can but test for myself. he's an educated evaluator. I can, I can attest for myself. <laughs> when I meet somebody, I try to get to know everything about that person within that time that I met them. So, I mean, yeah. that's just me. You make an evaluation. I make an evaluation. you meet the person. All right. Yes. So that, I mean, we. That's just me. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I. I think we take our jobs everywhere we go because, you know, I know every time I'm talking to somebody, even though I don't speak correctly, you watch. I'm hearing it. Yeah. Because she's an English teacher. Because that's what I do for a living. And so So, she's making sure we, you know, we we take that with us wherever we go. Lori, 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 Lori. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's or that is. I'm just asking. I don't know. So is there a, there a test? Yeah. To answer your question, um, there are what we call assessments okay. that will assess 
your particular, if there's a disorder, mm-hmm. um, a diagnosis, there are several tests that can be applied to um, to determine if there is a mental illness. Okay. Yeah, so it's just not one test where he's like, okay, this one test determines whether something's going on. Okay. All right, so, I mean, there are certain criteria for each diagnosis. And if you, you know, you meet so many, so many of those criterias, then you could be determined to have that diagnosis. Yeah, but there's no one particular test that would determine okay. if you're mentally ill or not. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you're going to have to come back, mister. <laughs> because I feel like we have not hit a lot of parts. We've not of even touched the tip of the mental health. <laughs> I feel like Bernie Mac in here. I ain't scared of y'all. <laughs> so that <laughs> man, so, man might come back. We might have no more wine. <laughs> so you gonna come back? Absolutely. Whenever you want me to. I would okay. Be happy did to you come enjoy back. yourself? I absolutely did. I thank you for um, inviting me to come out. Yeah. Um, I have to give a shout out to my colleague, Doctor. And McDaniel, um, she has been a great mentor for me as well. So are you seeing patients? Uh, Absolutely. Like, so give them, give our listeners your info. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if you have um, email as well as social media where they can contact you if they want to ask questions. And, I mean, it's totally private. So okay, go ahead. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, you can find me on my website, which is www.etalbertconsulting.com. Um, I can be reached at 912-342-4523 if you want to set an appointment. Um, also, um, you can find me on Psychology Today, um, which is the beautiful thing. If you look under Psychology Today in this area, you're only going to find maybe one or two that look like me. Okay. Okay. And you <laughs> deal with adults as well as I, juveniles. I deal with um, child and adolescents and with adults as well. What specifically do you treat? I treat a wide variety of um, issues. Um, I my specialties are in depression, anxiety, uh, post traumatic stress. Um, but I I provide individual, family, couples. Okay, counseling I was going to ask well. about the couples. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. So okay. if you need to come see me, you know you gotta come. We we single ladies. All the single ladies. I all put, the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. That was like one of them filler questions that yeah. you throw out there to yeah. find out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, y'all we be called doing it. a little filler Yeah, we questions. called we it. Called we it. know what was going on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they right. So, um, number one, I, we finished the <laughs> compo deal. Sorry. Right. Sorry. The, the red, red, red. So listen, wine. I only had one glass of that. Oh, you, we sorry. But but you're driving, so you know. Really? Anyway, um, you just put him. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Re- so Lori. the second one for me was the Alberino. Me too. And my third was the Bieho. Everett agrees. You got to put Everett in there because he gave it the thumbs up. Oh, okay. Everett. Which one did you? What was your? Let's. I'm being very antisocial. So. Let me be a gracious host. What was your top? Okay. What was the, the last one that you gave that me? That was the Aberino. The Aberino. Yeah. Because that was the. That was the last one? That was the third one. No, that was the last one. It was the last one. I thought this one was the last one. No? The last one. He. I gave oh, him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was the Aberino. Okay. okay. So I enjoyed 
That was your top one. I think the yeah, that thing was my top. Okay, it was okay. Sweeter than the the red wine was too, a little too dry for me. Okay, even though it was sweet. Yeah. Um, and so, but I did like. I know you didn't one. like the rosé. The rosé was rosé, I think no. everybody everybody like, didn't no. like that. Yeah. And okay. I tried to do it where you can see, like I put the rosé rosé on the right end. right. And so I should have put this one like. That's number two. Two. And okay. This number one like that. Okay, so. Okay. Um, Mister's first was the amarino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His um, second was capo. the red, the cap, the cap, mm-hmm. the capo, capo, mm-hmm. and his third was the viejo, mm-hmm. and then his last was the rose. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Shaniqua, capo, it's it's in order already. Capo, yeah, Alberino. So I guess we agree on that yeah, one. That's yeah, that's where we at. Yeah, Calvin still got his cup over there. I'm the same way though. <laughs> I like the capo. The guess is different. Where, where, where was Campo for you, bro? Number two. Number two. Yeah, but yeah, and we did decanter it. I think it was a little, it was a little dry. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I get that same one. <laughs> when it's too dry, <laughs> it hit right here. Be like, oh, 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 oh. Dry oh my. Is good. So, um, no, our it's next not. No, it's not. Podcast, um, Shaniqua, you should be happy because we're gonna oh do God. some you... Zinfandel. Lori, I mean Kim, you. You missed it. You missed the whole thing. It's probably for the best. Though. I love you, Shaniqua. You're it awesome. Was like, <laughs> You're that awesome. was an Odak moment. Okay, Lori. Back to Lori. So our next podcast, we're going to do Zinfandel. Zinfandels. And um, we got all those also from Habersham. And Jim helped me with those as well. So um, after that, we're going to do Joe's Package Shop. Okay. And then we'll do... Um, Brown bag challenge. Uh oh. Brown bag challenge. Shout out Kim. to Kim. And then we'll do sake. Ooh, I'm excited about sake. We we bringing back um, muffin. We gonna try. We need to bring muffin. We need to bring muffin and back. For Everett. Sake. For sake. We, we need got, to bring muffin and Everett. At we ain't the got no mics for that. <laughs> well, you better order some. Sake like the, is that like the Japanese? Yes. yes. Japanese. Oh you my like god. Sake? Yeah, please have me back for See? that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We ain't got enough mics for both of them. We, we need to buy you some more mics. I don't think I need to be on the mic on that day. Just <laughs> let me just sit on the side somewhere. Maybe Saki, we should go to Broughton's Common. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. I'm a, Kim done lost the well, bet already. Maybe we can do the cigar bar for Kim's yes, cigar. brown bag. And maybe Everett, since Everett you wants like to, to go smoke to the cigar cigars, bar. maybe we can do so, Everett with a cigar bar. What cigar bar are you talking about? Oh, oh, it's okay, called um, Jigs. Oh, Jigs, okay. It's, it's actually go. on um, Jigs. Jigs is the owner. Both yeah. of the owners are, are great friends of mine. Yeah. Um, okay. and I, I frequent there often. So, so I, w- I would definitely say Jigs would be a great spot. Okay. If you so need some help with that, let me know. I'll definitely We need some help. We need some help So let's do the brown bag challenge at Jigs. And with cigars. With cigars. That's cool yeah. with everybody? Yeah. Okay. It'd be something Look. different. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're going to have to get a designated driver because you know I'm going to smoke me some cigars and drink me some liquor. <laughs> I guess Calvin, maybe. you're the designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> we'll get Joel. How about Joel? We'll get Joel. I'll get y'all Ubers. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I got somebody. We'll get somebody to take us. So, anywho, um... If you <laughs> if you have any questions for Everett, um, if you didn't get his email or anything, you can always email us at two chicks whining. That's T W O chicks whining at gmail dot com. Um, 
hit us up at Instagram as well as Facebook. You can DM us, Two Chicks Whining. If you have any questions, um, if there's any wines that we haven't tried that you want us to try, um, hopefully, maybe YouTube. We'll be up by the time we do a brown bag. Yeah, we don't know. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put this podcast up today, and we're going to put Everett's information on there as well. So look for that. Because I'm so sick of I Calvin think. and Nana going back and forth about I this. That Shaniqua too. has lost faith in Calvin. I love his, Calvin. And his ability. Death. Calvin is just a busy man. He is a very He's busy guy. very busy. He has a, a lot guy. on his plate, yeah. and he does what he does but in the time you know, that he can. But, baby, where's the YouTube? The so people. I finally got off, oh, off the ground. I okay. finally got up off okay. the ground. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Um, but I think he said also, <laughs> he did say, did he not say that once we move our space, yes. that's when. Yes. I know, so we got to hold but, his feet to the fire. You know, the I people know. are just like, everybody is coming up to me. It's like, oh, I want to I see y'all in the studio. And, you know, we have, they see the ones on Instagram and Facebook. Without but they, the cords and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Stop, Shaniqua. They oh, want oh, oh, oh. to see Y'all us. want a new producer. That's what y'all want. <laughs> no, we don't. We love you. No, we don't. Because if you leave, I'm leaving. If you leave, I'm leaving. I'm we, just going to put it We ain't going nowhere. I, I, after she every, just threw I, the bus I over Calvin. Child, I jumped that I bus. Know, after that every, bus skipped and jumped. She did an evil Knievel <laughs> on go. top of Calvin, which was, you know... We not, you okay? We're not going nowhere ever, but I tell you what, if ever come back, we might be two chicks wa- uh, talking. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> no more whining. <laughs> he might. <laughs> I got you. I got you, Calvin. I'm with you, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Anyway. Wait a minute. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, you're going too far. I'll step my bounds. I'm sorry. Yes. You are guest. Don't, don't, don't forget Uh-oh. your I'm place. A, you a, have a place. You are evaluate Evaluator. Evaluator. See that? See that? See that? See that? You have a place. You and are. That's as a guest. You are being evaluated. <laughs> so, right now. Anywho. After I gave all um, these nice compliments, you see what I get. Ooh, child. You saw what I get, so guess what? You got to. Okay. I love it. Anywho. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? So, uh, next Sunday. We doing Zinfandel. Zinfandel's Red right. Ozen. Can't wait for that. I like Zinfandel's. Okay. Got some cute bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sneak it, check us out. We are two chicks whining. Thank you, Everett. Love you. Thank you. To survive, bro, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I got to get up. Get me back on my feet so I can tear. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping.